Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. Desi, you're, like, giggling over there. I'm just laughing because I was expecting some more cabinets to start slamming. I was waiting for pots and pans. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's not melon, it's something. Yes. And that's the wonder of home studio recording. Yeah. Look. Sometimes funny things happen. I agree. Remember that one night? Well, we're never going to top the night when my neighbors were blasting that incredible playlist. Right. That was good. That was a great night. I'm actually shocked. I was like worried. I was like, is this a thing? They do like constantly. it's going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, happy they're having fun, but obviously it creates some complications for us. Yeah. Um, for, anyway, I don't even think, and you know what? I don't even think it got picked up here. No, sometimes we hear it, and it's never sort of audible, right? Um, but but if you do hear weird background noises, such as uh, my very large adult son Melon, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're doing the best we can. Let's talk about some news stories this week. There was a lot going on. Our first story is about Robert Durst. Ooh. Now, the trial has resumed. Okay. This is out of the Huffington Post. The headline reads, Robert Durst admits in court he wrote infamous cadaver note. Oh, he admits it now. Now he admits it. Okay. So if you're unfamiliar with Robert Durst, he's a multimillionaire who is... Technically, if if you know he's like he's a serial killer, basically, like he's accused of. Well, okay, in this this is the trial for Susan Berman, but he's he killed multiple people. He's killed multiple people. He was tried for killing his landlord or neighbor. I think it was like a neighbor. Might have even been a roommate. Yeah, look, it was someone he lived. And that was like in Texas. Uh, that was in Texas. He did kill that person and dismember them, but he got off on defense. And then he also supposedly killed his first wife. And then his first wife, Kathleen, right? Uh-huh. She went missing back in the... 80s? Early 80s. Yeah. And she was never found. And people have suspected for a very long time that he murdered her. And we don't know where she is. So... The trial that he's going through right now is the Susan Berman trial. Susan Berman, she was found murdered in her Beverly Hills home. They were, And she was a screenwriter? She was a screenwriter. Her and Robert Durst were really close friends for years. She was like team Robert Durst. You know, she stuck by him through all the weird shit with yeah. his, like him being suspected of doing away with his wife. And he allegedly killed her. So... If you haven't seen The Jinx on HBO, I think it's one of the best true crime documentaries. It's very good. It's very entertaining because he, Robert Durst himself, is such a character. And he's in it a lot. And he's like in he it. He participates. Yeah. In it. yeah. <laughs> he does. So the cadaver note uh, 
I'm just going to read this article. It's by Brian Melly. It says, New York real estate heir Robert Durst testified Monday that he lied for decades about sending police a note directing them to the dead body of his best friend because he feared it implicated him in the killing. In fact, it was so hard to fathom that Susan Berman's killer was not the same person who sent police a note directing them to her cadaver that even Durst sometimes questioned the plausibility of that explanation. Quote, I have difficulty believing it myself, he testified. <laughs> That's in his such a Durst. That, <laughs> he said that. He's testifying in his own defense, and he says, yeah, I have difficulty believing it myself. It's very difficult to believe, to accept that I wrote the letter and did not kill Susan Berman. <laughs> He's like, look, I know it looks bad. <laughs> That's what he said, essentially. I just feel like that's his complete M.O. always. It's like almost this borderline truth telling. Yes. It's weird. And he's just sort of flown by the seat of his pants his whole life doing these bizarre things. Yes. Or evil things. Yes. Uh, So, I mean, he is, he has been in jail. Oh, yeah. He has been remanded to jail, I guess, for, I don't know. Was it for the Texas killing? No, I mean for the Susan Berman. He's, oh. he's been in jail for... Oh, awaiting trial. Awaiting yeah. trial for like over a year now. Well, and it probably... Yeah, because of COVID, it probably got extended. Yes. Yeah. Durst, 78, has denied killing Berman during four days of testimony at his murder trial. Durst, the eccentric estranged heir to a commercial real estate fortune in New York, is only charged with Berman's December 2000 killing, but prosecutors have introduced evidence linking him with two other deaths. That's interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes they they like won't allow that because yes. it's prejudicial, but they're allowing evidence from the time he was tried for murder of his roommate or neighbor yeah, and the disappearance of his wife. Los Angeles prosecutors say Durst killed Berman to silence her before she could tell New York investigators how she provided an alibi for him when his first wife vanished in 1982. They also say he murdered a Galveston, Texas neighbor in 2001 when the man discovered his identity while he was hiding after New York police reopened the investigation into his wife's disappearance in 2000. Durst has denied killing Kathy Durst and has never been charged with a crime connected to her disappearance. Her body has never been found, but she has been legally declared dead. He was acquitted of murder in the killing of Morris Black in 2001 after testifying he shot the man in self-defense during a struggle for a gun. Durst, who is frail and suffering from a series of health problems, spoke in a soft, raspy voice as he took his chances trying to persuade jurors he did not kill Berman. Um, the crazy thing about the, the murder of Morris Black that he got off be, in self-defense is he dismembered the body. Right. But I mean, his, his, in his version of that, it's because he was afraid of getting caught for murder. <laughs> <laughs> like he did it in self-defense, but he didn't want to get caught because of what had happened with his wife. Right. Like, Yeah. I mean, everything seems connected to this original murder or disappearance of his wife. Yes. So everyone's like, he did this. He was escaping. He had to kill the neighbor so he didn't get caught. And he killed Silzlin Berman because she was going to turn him in. Silzlin Berman. That's right, bitch. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what you said. She's Sizzlin. She, um, oh, I wanted to say that uh, there's very few 
cases that I've been interested in in my life where I would give anything, like I would waste one genie wish to know exactly the truth of what has happened. This is definitely one of those cases. Yeah. Because I could definitely believe like three or four different versions here. Like, Oh, same. I mean, he's such a bizarre character. I could even believe that is the first wife's death was accidental somehow and he's so such an absurd person that he covered it up and right. never told you know what i mean yeah uh i could believe a hundred different things just because he's such a he's such a bizarre person he's so bizarre and he, i also feel like there is an element with him where i'm like he is pretty unlucky so i buy <laughs> like a lot of weird coincidences not working out in his favor like yes. i buy him sending the letter and not killing her. I'm not saying he's innocent. I don't I don't have an opinion necessarily yet, but like he definitely could have also murdered her. Like that's very believable too. I totally but believe But he does it. seem like the person who could send the letter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he seems like that could have happened because he's so weird and things just happen to him in weird ways. It's like things happen to him in a weird Fargo-esque. Yes. And he doesn't come off typically like he doesn't come off like an evil person, really. Like, not that that matters. But he also doesn't come off as a good person. No, it's like <laughs> it's like this weird... If he's committing all these murders, it is literally like, well, now I got to clean deal with, <laughs> deal with this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you called him a serial killer. Like, I don't think he has that mentality of, like, a serial killer where there's this, like... Um, fervor you go into like that cycle they go into where they need to do something if if he's doing all of this stuff it's a matter of convenience for him which is equally i mean that's evil too i just meant he's technically a serial killer because he's killed allegedly killed three people now right right but i'm just kind of i'm trying to clarify his frame of thought which i don't think he's a killer i think it's like a matter of convenience and to protect himself, like selfish reasons. It's like, not like a it's sexual It's not like he loves need. killing or, yeah, he doesn't get it. I don't think he gets a thrill out of it. It's like, fuck, I killed them. Now what do I do? Like, But I don't think he has any um, empathy for people. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. So he is a weird, probably a sociopath in some way, like an unfeeling person yeah that he can do this because most of us even if we accidentally killed someone would be like freaking out (laughs) like do you know what i mean like well didn't he after he killed his neighbor didn't he like go get a hoagie or something yeah or he's he's just like i don't even know what he is like Like, also wasn't he dressed as like a woman he (laughs) he was posing as a woman while the entire time he lived in galveston i mean He's just a... He's an oddball. He's an oddball, uh, to, put it li- to put it mildly. Yeah. Like, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with cross-dressing. It just... It wasn't but he like... Did, he wasn't doing it because that was his thing. No. He was, was doing like, it to escape the law. <laughs> like, that's just a... Like, why not be a different looking guy? Like, right. It was just weird. Um, so... Yeah, so that's some a Robert Durst update. We will uh, we will always keep you updated on Robert Durst. I also would love to do like an episode focused on Susan Berman because her life is really interesting too, yes. with her dad being in the mob and stuff. Like, uh, but yeah, we'll probably cover it in some way at some point. Absolutely. Our next story involves someone I really like and someone I really don't like, hmm. and the obviously the person I really like is Larry David. Oh, and the person yeah. I don't like is Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> this story came out yesterday. This is out of page six, but I saw this on Twitter. Yeah. 
Incredible story. It's wild. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Larry David, he created Seinfeld and he has a spectacular show on HBO called Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's, it's one of the funniest shows. It, I don't even love comedy and I love that show. Me too. It's like I've seen every single season multiple times. It's one of my favorite it's TV laugh shows. It's loud funny. It's so funny. So this is from page six. It says, it seems that Alan Dershowitz's ties to the Trump administration have made, per, made him persona non grata among the Martha's Vineyard elite, including Larry David. A page six spy spotted the Harvard law professor who was once, like David, a fully paid up member of the Democratic Cool Kids bumping into the comic on the porch of the island's picturesque convenience store and community hub, Chillmark General Store, (laughs) and found their exchange so bizarre that they wrote it down to remember it. Uh, So this was a... These are like quotes that this person who was in this general store wrote down. Imagine having the foresight... (laughs) And a pen and paper. <laughs> I mean, imagine I putting notes up. Imagine seeing this conversation take place no. with your very own eyes between Larry David and Alan Dershowitz. So it says, Dershowitz, we can still talk, Larry. David, no, no, we really can't. I saw you. I saw you with your arm around Pompeo. It's disgusting. <laughs> Dershowitz, he's my former student at Harvard Law. I greet all my former students that way. I can't greet my former students. David, it's disgusting. Your whole enclave, it's disgusting. You're disgusting. Added the stunned source. Larry walks away. Alan takes off his T-shirt to reveal another T-shirt underneath it that says, it's the Constitution, stupid. Wait, he took off his T-shirt <laughs> and another T-shirt? That's the I'm most, sorry. That's, that's my favorite detail about this. I didn't hear that part. But oh, it's my like, God. Why does he always wear two T-shirts? That's the best part about this story is that as if it weren't insane enough to see this altercation between Larry David and Alan Dershowitz, but then after Larry David storms out of the general store, you see Alan Dershowitz take a T-shirt off and he's wearing a second T-shirt underneath. What a reveal. <laughs> First of all, why two t-shirts? I've never heard of someone wearing two t-shirts unless this stunt was planned. <laughs> it was it's so bizarre. It would be bizarre. Like if I saw if you see someone beginning to take their t-shirt off, you assume they have nothing underneath. Oh, absolutely, especially in summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact that there's a reveal of it's a message t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Someone, I saw a funny tweet where someone was like, if Saturday Night Live was airing right now, Larry David could play both the parts. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's really funny. I would be, I would never want Larry David mad at me. Never. It would be the worst moment if he thought I was awful. Yeah. I would hate it. Me too. I'd hate all of it. I love that Alan Dershowitz is so upset about his life in Martha's Vineyard being ruined. Because this has been an ongoing story for years now where he can't enjoy Martha's Vineyard anymore. Right. And it's like, there's something so funny about having, it's like, I don't really care. It's like all of you in Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) That's like the least sympathetic complaint I've ever heard. Like, Yeah. But uh, whatever. So That's funny. I I like when Larry David's in the news. Same. I love it. Or that there was that famous picture of him from a few years ago at the uh, Lakers game where he looked like he was sitting courtside as he always does. Right. And he just was like, looked so fucking 
bored or something or yeah. pissed off. Like it just his, ex- even though he's not, but it's just like his expressions are so funny. I just really relate to his, his like vibe. Yeah. It's very comfortable to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and they are making a new season of Curb right oh, now, good. I believe. So I'm excited for that. Our next story is out of the UK. This is from Food and Wine magazine. It says, a British village is on the hunt for a vandal who pours beans on people's front doors. <gasps> Why would you do that? Brits love their beans. They do love beans. They, and it's the Heinz beans. Oh, the ones that go on toast. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, I'm famously skeptical about beans on toast, but I understand that it is a, a cultural norm. I'm going to try it one day. I will try it one day. Someone showed me a picture of an English breakfast, and it was like, which one would you have to remove one? And the, first of all, an English breakfast is a lot of food. It, this plate had like five pounds of meat on it, eggs, beans yeah. and toast, and everyone was like, duh, beans and toast. And I was like, you know what? I would get rid of the blood sausage easily. I'll keep the beans and toast. I might, I'll try that. I'm not going to eat the blood sausage. Yeah. I'm not really into blood. I just don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. (laughs) I'm going to get rid of that easily. You know what? Blood sausage, I'm sorry. Like a lot of English food, British food seems like relics from the Middle Ages. (laughs) (laughs) Please direct all your emails. (laughs) Hey, you can make fun of me. Most Jewish food is like very sad peasant food. Yeah. I get that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like food from when there was, before there was refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you send your emails of hate towards me, I will say that when the English created Yorkshire pudding, they fucking nailed it. Yorkshire pudding's good. I also really like how they serve fish and chips in newspaper. That's great. I love that. I love detail. that. I love fish it's and so chips. Cute. I like um I like your use of potatoes and peas. Ooh, I like shepherd's pie. Yeah. Too. Um, Even though potatoes are a new world ingredient, you guys did some fun stuff with it. Yeah. So, look, it's not British food is not all disgusting food. No. There's I, a there's a lot of good British food. I'm always interested in regional um, dishes and beans and toast is for sure very popular. I will definitely try it because I do like both beans and toast. Yeah. Like it sounds like a very carby, depressing meat. Like when you're, de- <laughs> when you're depressed. <laughs> I've eaten spaghetti on bread. Like I, just, I can see carb and carb working. I just have some modifications for the full English breakfast. Not it's, to not yeah. to mention that to me full English breakfast sounds like a sex act. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> I the thing with about me is though, I don't really like a big breakfast. I'm not like a huge breakfast person. But so what would about never eat that much? But what about night breakfast? Like do No, you, I don't even like it at night. So you don't you're just not a breakfast person. Like, I like certain foods. Right. But I'm not gonna have I'm never going to order like eggs and meat and toast. I will never order that. Mm, but I, I will order it all on a sandwich, oh. like an egg sandwich. Well, you're a New Yorker. That's right. Um, and I do like some of the sweet breakfast foods. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm not like, that's never going to sound good to me. Right. Um, 
No, I have like modifications I would want to make to the English breakfast. I'm sorry if that's like sacrilege, but I don't want those tomatoes. Oh, the tomatoes are terrible. Get the too. fucking tomatoes off the plate. Can someone tell me if tomatoes are good in the UK? <laughs> For some I reason, I feel like are. how could they be good? I don't want tomatoes there. Tomatoes? Well, is that, is how, that they how they say, they say, say it? I don't <laughs> Uh, do you say tomatoes? Because <laughs> um, I feel like, is there enough sun? <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes grow in really hot, summery. I know. Like they grow well where we live, which uh, is like deserty almost. Well, another new world food. Yeah. So I'm sorry. This is just complete ignorance on our part. We realize all of this is just our dumb bitch way. But we do love food and Desi and I will try just about anything. And I want to go to UK almost like over any other place. I've never been and I really want to go. Oh, me too. So I've never been. And I'll been. be eating everywhere and I'll try everything. Have you been to Europe? No. I've been once. Yeah. So we have to go. We have to go. And yeah. I've, only, I've only been to Russia. And I want to go to Italy. <laughs> I was looking. At- I already have food places to eat in like France and UK, London, and like uh, Italy. Yeah, like I, was, I already have restaurants. I was looking up our listener base, like by country, to see. Oh, like, yeah. obviously, we have like a lot of listeners in the UK and Australia. But I was like, how many listeners do we have in Italy to justify doing a live show in Italy? <laughs> and I gotta say, we could. We could fill a, a small venue. If they all come. If they all come. <laughs> please, if, we, if you, you have to promise. You have to <laughs> promise to come to make it worth it. Yeah. Like, I, I think I said this about when we did the Green Roof Live. It's like, I don't want to show up and no one comes. <laughs> That's my nightmare. <laughs> so, okay. Let's continue with this beans story in, in the okay, UK. Yeah. The police department in Waverley, a borough in southeast England, has an active Facebook page where it encourages residents to take its rural crime survey, and it details its current investigations. So this is like neighbors in the town who are like complaining about crimes, like sounds like minor crimes happening. Uh, It says there was a lot of complaints about baked bean-related crimes, This is a quote from the Surrey police. Local officers have received reports of incidents in Warnish or Warnish, I'm sorry, (laughs) where beans and other food has been poured onto residents' front doors and cars overnight. The victims are understandably distressed by this unacceptable behavior. The Facebook post also included an image of four empty cans of beans, presumably discarded by the perpetrator, and a photo of someone, unfortunate locals, bean-drenched driver's side door. I have a picture of the bean-drenched car. I mean, it probably is frightening (laughs) looking, because you're like, you don't know that that's beans. (laughs) Oh, the cans are there. It's helpful. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that sucks. I mean, it would be a... <laughs> but I don't feel like there should be too much police. <laughs> it would be alarming if you walked out to your car in the middle of the night and an entire can of beans had been dumped on it. I'd just be irritated as hell. <laughs> I don't know that I'd be scared because I'd be like, well, this is clearly a prank. It's, it's kids. Yeah. It has to be kids, right? Uh, no, I would be. I'm annoyed anytime I have to clean something that's not already on my regular rotation, <laughs> like a new thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the police are. You know, uh, officials will continue to patrol the area and will keep an eye out for anything suspicious. 
They're also encouraging residents to share their stories if their homes or vehicles have been recently beaned or if they can provide any tips that would help them identify the bean dumper. Well, find some kid who's buying a lot of beans. <laughs> it's for me, mom. It's probably hard to find in Eng- in UK because they're all buying beans. Because everyone's buying those beans. Yeah. They're kind of a cool can. I like it. I, I would love-, love to have a bunch of those in my pantry just for show. <laughs> my mom does. Does she? Yes. They look cool. I think they're cool as hell looking. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Our last story... Is about a hero cat. <gasps> this is from CBS. This is another British story. It says cats meowing helps rescuers find 83-year-old owner after she falls down a ravine. <gasps> when an when a 83-year-old woman fell down a ravine in Cornwall, England, it was her cat who helped rescuers find her. The woman had been missing for over an hour and concerned neighbors called emergency services, BBC News reports. Police went searching for her, but it was a member of the public who heard a meowing cat and located her. A passerby heard the cat, Purin, meowing loudly, loudly, which alerted them to the woman. Rescuers then saw the woman had fallen 70 feet into a stream with incredible, incredibly difficult access and uneven terrain. Rescuers lifted the woman up the ravine on a stretcher and flew her to a hospital in an air ambulance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is not... I'll tell you after. She's, <laughs> okay. This is just a dumb thought I had in my head. Okay. She is in stable condition. An eyewitness said the key to finding the woman was Purin's quite persistent meowing at the top of the ravine. It's a massive well done to all the emergency service services who work together and to Purin. An unnamed witness said the outcome could have been a lot worse. Now, do you want to see a picture of the cat? Of course I do. Very cute cat. Aw. I like the thing is he's not really a hero. He just wanted food probably. <laughs> no, he loved now his he's owner. a hero. He was worried about his uh, owner. I love black cats. Yeah, it's a black cat, kind of a little fuzzy. A little fluff, yeah. I mean, he looks like... Very cute. He's a very good boy. I, I love black cats. Me too. I was just thinking about... Um, I know what you were thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking about? The person who was spinning. <laughs> I, the minute you said that, that's what I thought about. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so, this was like three years ago. Some poor woman here in the States. I don't... I think it was like in California or something. I think it was Arizona. Okay. Yeah. It was in some desert landscape, but some poor woman like had that to be airlifted. Re- had to be rescued. She was a hiker and airlifted out. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> the helicopter lowers down the little basket thing the with the stretcher. The bed, yeah. Yeah. And they you know, they she gets in there and they're airlifting her out. And as they're airlifting her out, the basket stretcher thing starts spinning and it keeps really fast well it spins faster and faster and faster and faster and it will not stop spinning the whole time look it's it's more of a visual thing you have to see it and then people put different songs to it (laughs) yes (laughs) right because so poor woman look did we ever find out who she was or did she just like never show her face (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) honestly if it was me i'd be like i get it (laughs) <laughs> I get it. Like it right. sucked when it was happening to me, but obviously I would also be laughing. <laughs> like I I just remember watching that video and then like looking at the comments 
and like everyone had put their own music it in the background and really the, and the one that made me start like crying physical tears was whoever put you spin me right round right right because right. it was I just remember that it just was so perfect like it just the was, way they timed it too <laughs> it was painful. it was so dumb but it was so it's perfect. the type of laughter when you see someone fall downstairs or something and it's like you're sort of like are you okay but it's like you can't help it's like this visceral thing that's just this awful yeah painful laugh right um i don't know what that is but yeah we should watch it again after. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. it in a while. It's really good. Okay, uh, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, are you watching, listening, reading anything good this week? No. (laughs) 
No. Uh, I, I'm just watching all shit. Yeah. I don't have like any uh, focus yeah. on my viewing habits right now. Yeah. I'll just rant. I did finish White Lotus. We never talked about White Lotus, did we? We talked about it a few weeks ago when I okay. started watching so it. So the finale of that was this week. I did watch right. that. Well, let's talk about the shits. Wait, the shit? <laughs> the oh, turrets. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the show? I did like the show. I like the show. It's like it's like medium for me. It's not like I loved it. Yeah, it wasn't like the most thrilling show, but I enjoyed watching I it. I enjoyed every watching week. it. And yeah. then I that shit's killed me. <sighs> the turds. There's one character. Can't get through one show, does he? There's one <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault it's in the world. <laughs> <laughs> There's one character in the show that in the series finale or the season finale. He takes a shit and we see the shit come out of his butt. I've never seen that before in a movie or TV show. It was vulgar. They flew out. Because they- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing really And first. I mean, I kind of... You didn't know what he was going to do? I mean, I was like, is he going to... I just... I didn't think I was going to see shits come out, Okay. <laughs> I didn't think that maybe I knew he was going to shit in the box, but I thought we'd just see him squat over it. And then the next frame would be shits there. Right. But we see his side profile squatting over a suitcase and these thin turds. I found them to be thin. They weren't thin. I thought they were thick. When they came out, they looked long and thin to me, which made them more revolting. It was disgusting. They they kind of were slow. He was squeezing at first and then they flew out a bit to me. (laughs) And the second one was even faster. (laughs) Look, I, I'm serious. I, I paid attention to this with great like focus. It's the most focus I've been all week, I think. The noise. Like, I can't. The noise that I made when that happened, I really I couldn't. I screamed. I screamed too. I really did. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably scared my cats. That's honestly similar to the sound I made. It went, ah. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> With what, like, I'll see any, like, things that don't disgust me, that, that sent me, like, I was, I was dead. Like, the thing that made it, that pushed it over the edge was not seeing the shit itself, it was seeing it come out of the butt. It was the coming out. (laughs) Because it flew, because it was like just the whole thought process, me thinking about him squeezing those turds out. And the way they slid out, I I still, I can't even look up to see if this was CGI or not because I don't want to find out it was real. (laughs) Like that's how scared I am. Yeah. I want to believe it's fake because if I find out that that actor really shit, I could never look at him straight face again. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it was CGI. But imagine your life's work is CGI. (laughs) And then you have to use your skills, not for like a huge action sequence, but for that. Like, how do you even, did you draw it? I need to know. Okay, now that I said I don't want to know anything, now I want to know everything. Like, I want to picture them. Did they use a real turd? image like i want to know how you cgi turds flying out right i just don't know enough about science <laughs> like i'm always amazed i like i'll see the most amazing action sequence and be like that was fine and right. then this turd thing i'm like this is the most incredible scientific artistic achievement i've ever seen I was in my thinking life the same thing i said i have to know how they did that yeah i would watch literally an hour-long documentary on the making of that moment oh my god Cause it's so, I want to know everything. And how many takes did it take the actor? Or how, what was like, is it hard to pretend you're shitting and not kind of shit? Right. <laughs> yeah, cause, he, cause he was clenching. Cause what if, what if your shit came out at the same time as the CGI? 
Cut. <laughs> Cut. Can you not shit? <laughs> We're putting that in post. <laughs> And then there's obviously we see the shits in the suitcase afterwards as well. Right. And it's like, what are those? Is that, uh, did someone make those? <laughs> Who makes the human shit? Do they make it? Does like the prop department. Yes. Like, oh. The prop department or the whoever. The- but do they shit or do they make mold no, it out they of don't clay? Real shit. <laughs> but why not? They use like, I don't know. Like they use. What's it made of? Like fucking modeling baby clay? Roof? No, like modeling clay. Okay. I think, you know what? I think someone has used a baby roof before. But how do they make it look a little slimy? I guess they have a lot of tricks. Gel? Yeah. Oil? They they like use some Mod Podge. <laughs> no, I want to know. That's Ugh. like, wow. Ugh. If I had to do that, I'd be sick. Yeah. I don't think I watched anything that interesting. I started watching Without a Trace the other night. <laughs> Is that with Anthony LaPaglia? Yes. <laughs> okay. And I... <laughs> I don't know. I have like the picture, the image of the poster in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was, I started watching that. I think it's like CBS or something. Yeah. Look, it is, it's another, I, I'm like, I got really into procedurals, like watching. Right. And like, I've always been into procedurals, but I've gotten really into the like other procedurals that aren't as popular the maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, but I think he like won a Golden Globe or an wow. Emmy or something for that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's like a, a sort of movie star goes into TV. They'll usually win something. Yeah. If it's pretty good. I mean, it's fine. I don't, it's not like Law and Order SVU early seasons, yeah. but whatever. Uh, there's a lot of procedurals too. Yeah. And you know, I've always wanted to like watch all of the original Law and Order, but you have to buy it. Oh. Like on, it's not... I can't find what do you it. Buy it on. You know what? Maybe if I was a Peacock subscriber. Oh, I'll check for you tonight. Yeah. If it's if that's true, it would be worth getting a subscription for a few months yeah. to watch it all. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Is that all we have for today? Yeah. Y- yeah. I guess that's it. Okay. Okay. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 